I'm Juwita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. You are what you wear. I don't remember when I first heard this, but I do remember it changed my outlook. Up to that moment, I had drifted along. I knew that people took note of my blindness and had things to say about it. Sometimes well-meaning, sometimes judgmental, sometimes pitying. It was as though I was invisible and the world was crafting a narrative about me. But if I was what I wore, I could take control of the narrative. Having an interest in fashion doesn't have to mean jumping on the latest trend. For me, fashion meant carving out what looked good. Fashion made visible the person, not the diagnosis. Today, we discuss disability and fashion. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. And welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. I'm Joyita Gupta, and I'm joining you, as I always do, from the Accessible Media Studios in Toronto. My guest today is someone who wears many hats and has a number of interests and projects. Angela Harris is the founder of an organization, I'm Perfectly Made, which provides programming and services to people who are blind. Angela is also writing a book, which we hopefully will have a chance to talk about, and is the creator of a new invention. But perhaps most interestingly, and this is how Angela came to my notice, she's organizing a fashion show at the end of October, which celebrates disability pride. Angela, hello and welcome to the program. I'm so glad you could speak to us today. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I'm really happy you could join us. Tell me a little bit about your organization, I'm Perfectly Made. What is that all about? Well, I'm Perfectly Made is I am as in you manifest things in your life. So I am perfectly made is my manifest. I manifest that every day. I am brilliant. I am smart. I am beautiful. So that was my you know, the significance behind I'm perfectly made because everybody has or thinks they have imperfections, but everybody was made perfect, but we all have imperfections that make us who we are. And and at what point in your life did you decide that you wanted to start this organization? This was when I decided to write my book and then when I thought about the fashion show, I always wanted to do a fashion show, always wanted to be a model, but never thought that I had the the body or the height to do it. But once I lost my vision, I thought it would be really, really cool to be able to do that because most blind people don't get the opportunity to do that. So when I lost my vision, I was looking to see where I could do this about maybe six months ago, looking to see how I could go about being in a fashion show. So of course I'm I'm searching online and, and nobody's doing this. The one that I saw was New York Fashion Week. I think they did it in 2017. So um, my husband's like, you can find something. And I'm like, well, I'm looking, but I haven't found anything yet. So I'm sitting here one day and I'm just scrolling through and I called him and I said, I can't find anything, but I do have an idea. 
And he's like, okay, mm. another idea. I'm like, yes, another idea. <laughs> and he's like, what is this one? And I said, well, this one is, you know, what if I did my own fashion show? And he's like, for yourself? And I'm like, no, I'm like, what if I did it for other people that are blind and have low vision, you know, that don't have the opportunity to do this? I said, this isn't something that is, you know, put out to us. I said, what if we just did this for just us? And he paused for a few minutes and, okay, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> let's do it. So here we are. So we think we started this like June, started talking about it. And here we are, like full force. Okay, but there's a lot of work that needs to go into a project like this. You know, you go, you have a, quite a road to travel from, okay, let's do this to, uh, you know, this is actually going to happen and be a reality. What are some of the logistics you had to think about in organizing a fashion show period? And what were some of the considerations you had to think about in organizing a fashion show geared to people who were blind? The main focus was having a team of people that would be patient enough to to work with me with no vision. And I did find, you know, some family members and some friends and we kind of organized it and sat together like the first day and they wanted to know what was my vision. And I told them my vision is a fashion show, just like you would go to any other fashion show. You're going to have your runway. You're going to have, you know, the seating is going to be set just like it is New York Fashion Week. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have food. We're going to have backstage. We're going to have designers and makeup and just all of everything that goes on with a regular fashion show. That's my fashion show. It, it was just the point of just making it feel like a real fashion show. And that's what it's going to be. Do you have a background in event planning? I mean, how do you go from... I do not. I, okay, let me <laughs> tell you. I do, I do not, but I did my wedding. I got married May 2019, and I planned my entire wedding. And I did it by myself. And the day of the wedding... I was downstairs and I'm helping do everything. And they're like, why are you here? I'm like, I just want to make sure everything is on point. I want to make sure, you know, we're out here when we're supposed to be. All you guys have all the decorations you need. And it was so funny because it's like everything that they needed, I had. And they were like, oh my goodness, you have everything. So I said, okay, if I could do that, then I can do a fashion show. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if you, if you have the pressure behind you, the, the wedding is probably the biggest event in your life. And then if you can organize that, you can organize anything. Uh, yeah. What about a venue for this uh, particular fashion show? Did you have a place in mind or did you have to go looking for something? I did not have a place in mind. So I did have, like I said, I had a team of people and each person had like what they were responsible before. So one of the girls was responsible the goodness, responsible for finding a location. So she looked up this location and it's called the Garden Alexandria. I had never been there and I've been over here for uh, five years now. And I went and took a look at it. My husband went with me and a couple of other people and they were like, oh my goodness, you're going to love this. And they took me around the entire venue naming what this was that was took me to the back oh you can use this for this and this and and it was just just that place was the only place that i saw and as soon as we walked in everybody was like this is it uh -huh. this is your venue uh -huh. 
I locked it in. Locked it in. And, you know, I can imagine how your friends and family and your husband are really supportive. But what about everybody else? When you go to tell people, I am organizing a fashion show for people who are blind, what sort of reception do you get? Okay, so with telling people that I'm organizing it, everybody is on board. You're you're amazing. You know, you, you haven't stopped yet. You know, I, I just you know, inspire me and just, just the point of just me wanting to do it. I get a lot of good feedback. Now with the models, it was a little different because they are, like I said, I would be nervous if I wasn't planning this, I would be nervous. You know, someone says, we're going to have a fashion show. You want to be in it? And I got a lot of inquiries, but no automatic approvals like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this so i got none of that from the beginning but then it was more that i got on the phone and talked with them and told them my story behind losing my vision and they told me theirs that everybody was like okay okay i think i can do this i think i can do this so we, we it's it's getting there it's getting there so your models were a bit nervous about having to walk in a fashion show is that right yes they were definitely why were they ner- why were they nervous well, the just the point of walking, you know, in front of a bu- a bunch of people. Some of the models, you know, had recently lost their vision. Then there's some that are, you know, born with their vision loss, and they wanted to know, like, practice. Are we going to practice? You know, how who, are we going to pick our own attire? Are you going to have designers? Are going to have things to fit us? You know, who's going to show us how to do this? Who's going to show us how to do that? So. My thing was just making them aware that we are definitely going to have people there for rehearsals. We're going to have, you know, at least four rehearsals before the fashion show. I have my team is ready to walk with you, you know, down the runway and show you, you know, where you're going to stop, you know, when you're going to turn around, when you're going to come back up. So I think that kind of made them feel a lot better knowing that we just wasn't going to stick them on the runway and say, go for it. Were there the considerations you had to, you know, were there things you had to think about? I mean, uh, maybe creating tactile markers or thinking about contrast or, or what about lighting? I mean, you know, you can't have such a, there is such a thing as too much light. Uh, and what, what, what were some of the considerations in terms of the design of the actual space, bearing in mind that your models were all blind or low vision? Now with the space, as I'm told, and I felt that, you know, there wasn't like a lot that was needed. But with the lighting, you know, we were like, I was really concerned about that because the lights bother me tremendously. What we're going to do is bring in, you know, different ring lights and place them around the room. Um, That made people feel a whole lot better than having, you know, just these bright, bright lights throughout the place. And it's like it's the place is set where you can dim the lights or you can make them brighter. So we'll dim the lights and then bring in like the ring lights. Oh, that's smart. That's that's a good way to get around it, yeah. Yes. And then the other thing I think the concern was being able to, if you go to a fashion show, you have the platform. So for the first fashion show, we're not doing the stage platform. We're doing a straight runway. We're not doing the platform. So that would make, that made people with, especially because it was a short um, time frame for us to be able to get this together and then have practices and be able to make sure that everybody felt comfortable. It just felt right not to do the um, 
level platform. Yeah, that makes sense. I mm-hmm. would I would find that a bit nerve wracking too. The, the thing that makes me a bit nervous is that I am told that I don't uh, walk in straight lines. Uh, I have a white cane and I tend to wear uh, off into the left. And I know for a lot of blind people, that's a concern as well, that they're not going quite in straight lines. What's uh, Did you have a chance to talk about this? Did it come up at all with your models? No one. No one knew ah. anything about walking straight. <laughs> they just wanted to make sure that they could walk with their cane, you know, or if they have their... Um, dog can we do yes you can do both of that you know both of them. yeah whatever makes you so, feel comfortable so if you're if you're coming in with your cane or your dog is that a part of the it, obviously it's a part of the uh of the event but are there efforts to also i don't know coordinate outfits between the dog and the and the model or you know to dress up the cane a little bit as well so it doesn't just look like oh okay well here's your white cane <laughs> right so so there's a guy um we're actually collaborating with the National Federation for the Blind. Um, had a conversation with them, and they were on it to be on board. And then some of them are walking in the fashion show. So there's one guy, and he says, um, everybody's like, you should do it, you should do it. You always look nice, and you're dressed well, and you're matching coordinated shoes and pants and shirt. And he said, well, if I can find me a cane that matches my outfit, I'm coming down the aisle. And I'm like, well, we're going to have to work on that for you just so you can come down the aisle. But that that's a thing that um, I think would be really, really cute is we dress up the canes and animals as well. Oh, that'll be really nice. Yeah. There's actually, I, I forget the name of the company, but there is a company that you can buy canes of different colors. So you may, you may not be able to find a cane that's multicolored, but I've seen them in every color of the rainbow i mean i have a black and white one that i really like for formal occasions then i have a golden one if i'm feeling a bit sassy uh so i pull that one out every once in a while so how many models did you end up with all said and done okay we have 10 right now but like i said we are collaborating with the national federation for the blind and we have a call on thursday which is like a membership call and they're they're telling me you may get some more participants. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're not turning anyone away. If if they want to walk, they are more than welcome to walk. So hopefully we'll we'll have a few more if they want to. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. And you mentioned earlier that there were three designers working with you. Who are they? Well, we have um, one is say it's a say less apparel. Um, they do active wear, so it's more of um, like sweatshirts and leggings for the ladies and sweatpants for the men. And then we have a Lufe and she does a lot of like dressy things. Um, I don't know, jumpsuits and just really, really cute dresses. And then we have denim and diamonds and hers is strictly denim with, you know, bling and white shirts and bling, anything with bling. So she's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Bling is good. <laughs> How did you decide on the designers? Did they come to you or did you go to them? Actually, two of them came to me. The first one I got, um, I knew that she did clothing and I just reached out and she was on board on board and I'm asking them questions you know how do you how do you want your runway like how do you want the music what do you want the models to do and they're all on board with whatever you want this is your show whatever you want us to do we're here to do it are they making any modifications to the clothing itself to make it more uh, 
comfortable or suitable for people who are blind or partially yes. sighted? Or what are they doing? Easy to be able to get in and out of. Oh, that's huge. The, the fashion show, you know it's 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 a fast-paced thing. You have to get in and get out. So it's definitely going to be easy attire that they can get in and get out back on stage. You know, this is such a great opportunity. How are you hoping, uh, like, what are you hoping will come from it? Other than the fact that you will have an amazing event and there'll be 10 models, maybe more, who get to do something that they're really excited and inspired by. What are your long-term hopes and ambitions for your project? Well, I'm hoping, well, let me say this. So when I was on the call with the National Federation for the Blind and they said, well, well where is the fashion show being held? And I said, the garden. And they're like, Madison Square Garden? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> you wonderful to be there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not yet. But what I hope is that for New York, like Fashion Week, that it's always like this isn't to have a blind or low vision model isn't a one-time thing. That this is something that we can always be counted in on that we don't have to have like a specific October is just for us. I want it to be where we can all just come together and walk together. And then I want to do this. I want to do until this happens. I want to do it every year just to show that, you know, we can still do things that we think we can't achieve just because of visual impairments. I want to ask you a, a question that, you know, feel free not to answer, but it sounds like you're getting a lot of help from your friends and family, but Putting on an event is not cheap, right? So did you have to fundraise for this or how are you actually going to finance a f the fashion show for people who are blind or visually impaired? Well, we have sponsorship packages that people can um, purchase. They will include like their logo on our step and repeats, um, any of their uh, materials we can put in our swag bags, um, just different things like that. But then... Um, where we do have ticket sales um, for anyone that wants to attend. But of course the ticket sales, you know, they don't come in until after the event, but whatever sponsorship packages, you know, are sold, that will go there, but we're going to, to foot the bill just to, <laughs> to be make sure able to do this. You know, people don't really talk about the business side of things, you know, having to get sponsors and, 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 and looking at the numbers and having to do all of that. That's the that's that's the side of things that we don't really chat about. Did you have a lot of background? Do you have a background in business? Did you uh, get a lot of help with arranging sponsorships? What did that all? How did that all go? I don't have a background in business, but my husband is is very business savvy. He has a couple of businesses. Um, so we created the packages just considering what other companies and businesses would like to get from this so if they would get business from our business of course they want to be a part of something like that yes i bet yeah yeah but it's it's like i said it's the the sponsorship packages will give them a lot mm -hmm. with this um fundraiser they'll get a lot yeah, no, it's a, it's such a phenomenal opportunity, and I think it's going to make a huge difference to so many people who may not have even considered it. What got you interested in fashion, though? I've always liked fashion, and it's like, I, it's my cousin, it's funny because my cousin Tiffany will be going just to grab a bite to eat or, you know, get our nails done, and I'll come out, and she's like, why are you dressed up? 
And I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, am I? <laughs> I don't think I'm dressed up, but I, I love clothing. I love clothes. I still love shoes. I love bags. And, and it's when I first lost my vision, I think that I bought more because, you know, just getting used to <laughs> getting used to reading the descriptions and things, trying to learn again of how to just go online and just buy something. Cause that's, I'm not an in-store shopper. I love shopping online and just being able to now, instead of being able to see the items, I'm reading the description. So I think I bought a whole lot more just learning, you know, what, the material was going to be like when I got it here. So I'm buying all this stuff, but I, I always love shoes, love fashion. And it's like, anytime I buy something new, I have to come out and model for my husband. He's like, oh, <laughs> you, I see something new in there. Can you come out here and model? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so why not get on the runway and do this? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Hey, listen, what, what is fashion to you? Is it, you know, do you, do you try to follow all the trends or is it more that you have a look and you know i know this is this is my look like i you know this is what looks good on me and i'm going to stick with that that's what it is and this is what looks good on me and that's what i'm going to stick with like i've never been i can't say like clothing wise as a label person but purses and shoes but if i find something that i feel is like super cute i'm i'm getting it and i'm wearing it so it's never been about, as far as clothing, the label yeah. itself. If it's cute, I want it. Have you, um, you know, you lost your vision later on in life. Uh, I'm assuming you were looking at things and evaluating the color. Is color still a really important consideration for you? Or are you more interested in the cut of the fabric now and maybe the feel of the cloth? Have you actually changed at all in terms of what you would consider fashionable? No. No, <laughs> no change whatsoever. No change. I still love bright colors. I still, you know, I love the jeans. I love the leggings. I love the heels. And I think with the heels now, I used to do six inches. So now I'm about four inches. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a couple inches. <laughs> I know uh, that's really something I have not tottered about in heels uh, ever since the pandemic. I said, you know what? I am done. This is it. I'm. It's over now. Uh, when you think about uh, fashion, what has that done for your identity as someone with a, with a visual impairment? Has it made you feel more like yourself or what is the significance of fashion for you? For me to, con to, to continue to, to buy and wear the colors and things that I like makes me feel like myself to continue to get my nails done and my toes, bright colors. I still do the yellows. I still do the blues and greens. All that makes me feel like myself. All of that. So I, I have to continue to do that in order to, you know, to feel good when I get up. Okay, I'm going to throw this this bright shirt on. I'm going to throw these bright colors on my nails and stuff. And that's what I've always done. So that's what I want to continue to do. What advice would you give a young woman? I know, I don't know about you, but uh, often as a teenager, it's even in my 20s, I was trying to figure out what my look was going to be. And uh, some of it was great and some of it was not so great. Uh, what advice would you give to a young woman who's blind or low vision as she tries to establish her fashion sense. As she tries to establish her fashion sense. If you like it, wear it. <laughs> that, that's it. If you like it, you wear it. I mean, regardless of us not being able to see it, you still want to look your best when you walk out the door. You still want to 
people to see the brightness that comes from you when you walk out. And that's what the colors do for me. So all I can say is just just do it. Oh, listen, you know, um, I should have asked you, and I only have about 30 seconds. You said you are in the process of writing a book. Uh, tell us in, very quickly about what the book is all about and when you think it's going to come out. The book is Life As I See It, and it's just my journey from when I met my my husband now, from meeting him to dating him to, you know, going through life, getting married and losing the vision and just life after vision loss. Are you self-publishing? Yes. Amazing. Well, that's a whole other adventure. It is. And Angela Harris, good luck with the fashion show. I'm sure it'll be amazing. I hope you'll uh, check back in with me and tell me how it goes. It was great to have you on the program. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Angela Harris is the founder of I'm Perfectly Made and the organizer of a fashion show taking place on October 29th. And I'm sure we will hear a lot more from Angela when her book comes out and whatever the project she is working on down the road. If you have any feedback, if you'd like to get in touch with Angela, for example, you can always give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. Don't forget to leave your permission to play the voicemail on the program. You can also look us up on Twitter or X as it's now known at AMI Audio. Use the hashtag PulseAMI. You are also welcome to write us an email, write to feedback at AMI.ca. That is all the time we have for today. I've got to run. The videographer for today has been Jay Kemp. Uh, the technical producer is Jordan Steves in for Marco Flalo. Ryan Delahanty is the coordinator for AMI Podcasts. Andy Frank is the manager for AMI Audio. And I've been your host, Chuita Gupta. Thanks for listening. Thank you.